Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Before we jump in, just a little loving reminder that the Declutter Method online course is still 75% off for a few more days. It is here to support and guide you through a huge impactful transformation for anyone who's looking to declutter not only their home and their space and their closet and their kitchen, but their mind and any emotional clutter that they might be holding onto. You can find that discounted link in the show notes, so please feel free to visit that after the show. So yeah, that's really the only announcement that I wanted to make before we jump into today's show. This one's a little bit different. I was on a podcast, I can't recall if it was in December or January, but um, of my friend Lauren Elman, her podcast, and I really loved how the show turned out. So she graciously handed over the MP3 file for me so that I could share it here on this platform with all of you. This episode really stuck out to me because while we talk a lot about building a small business and, um, scaling it and basically just like the energetics of owning a small business and all that goes into it and the struggles and triumphs and all of that juicy stuff, we start talking about boundaries that go so far beyond owning a business and really tap into our personal lives. So boundaries that, you know, affect our relationships and affect our personal space. And yes, of course, our businesses. Um, I think this subject is so, so important. You guys know my deep love for boundaries. I'm working on them every single day. I am not perfect. You all know this. But I thought that the message was just so healing and refreshing, and I really hope that it impacts at least one of you. If it impacts one of you, I've done my job. So without further ado, I really hope that you enjoy this episode where my sweet friend Lauren interviews me. How are you? I'm good. good. I'm good. It's really good to see you. I will yeah, you start with a little bit about how we know each other just yeah. to like jump into it. But Cassandra is a brilliant photographer that I would follow around on the internet, I guess, like four or so years ago. Um, that was when I had like a business online. I was trying to be a branding coach and I hired you to take photography for me, like brand photography. Mm-hmm. And I went over to your house, this gorgeous, like, bright white bungalow in Delray Beach, Florida. And you took my pictures and it was really fun and we hung out and then we like became friends and hung out a few more times. And as quickly as I fell in love with you, you moved away. <laughs> like story the, of my life. Yeah. That's I was just listening to the episode that came out today with my friend Nicole and I had the same conversation with her. Like she was like one of like the handful, like maybe three or four people that that's happened with in my life, like in this adult life, now that I like make new friends, I get so connected Uh with them. And it's been like three of you and Mm -hmm. you just pack up and leave because that's what South Florida does to people. Um, (laughs) All my adult friends like don't live in Chicago either. So it's like, I don't know what it is. Maybe because we're old and mature enough to where we can like withstand those relationships. I I don't know. I think so. Because yeah, I'm not, I'm not making them anymore here. But (laughs) um, yeah, so that's how I know you. And I've just continued following you around on the internet and Mm. following your story and consuming what you put out because I'm like the perfect audience for it. I love, I love what you do. So if you don't mind introducing yourself and what you're up to and so we can all know. 
Yeah, I'm Cassandra. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, yeah, so as Lauren said, I'm a freelance photographer. I'm going on, it'll be 10 years in January. Wow. I've been doing that full time. Yeah. Um, I was in corporate for like a second before that, so maybe okay. like two and a half years. Um, it just wasn't for me. So mm-hmm. I dove into photography and it's been such a beautiful ride. Um, mm-hmm. A little scary. Um, I think every winter is like my panic mode because yeah. that's when portraits start to fall off, at least in the Midwest, right? Oh, like it's really right. cold. Mm-hmm. Florida was different. That was yeah. like a super nice awakening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've started doing some, I've broken into more freelance where I'm doing a lot of like uh, commercial real estate and working mm. for different brands and businesses because that tends to be more year round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still do like some weddings and portrait work um during the other seasons but mm-hmm. um yeah I've kind of gotten that down to a science to make sure that I'm always working yeah um, that I always have like a stream of income coming in because for anyone who's an entrepreneur you're probably like nodding your head that that's yeah <laughs> the scariest part is the infrequency or mm-hmm. you know, crossing your fingers that things stay steady so um and then alongside that about oh gosh six years ago maybe I started up the Calm Collective which mm-hmm. is um, my, what would you call it? I don't know if I want to call it a lifestyle brand per se, because it's so much more than that. But, mm-hmm. um, it started as like an accountability for me when my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was feeling really out of sync and out of alignment and just very, I think what I look at it now is like, I was filled with anxiety and I had mm-hmm. nowhere to put it. Right. And for me, it was like, I could have gone to therapy um, which I ended up doing later, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a writer by nature. Um, mm-hmm. and that's always been really healing for me. And so for some reason, I just had this like moment of, I'm going to start this blog and I'm going to, I'm going to be so transparent about my journey and the feelings that I'm having around losing a parent. And I mean, all of the, all of the trauma that comes with that. And then also like the beautiful lessons that come from that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just started turning into this like community where I was stripping away all these pieces of my life, like the clutter. And then I Mm -hmm. got really into like simplifying, like before I'm not saying I'm Marie Kondo, but before Marie Kondo exploded, it was like, I was like, yes, thank God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so glad that she's like become this huge light force for people Mm -hmm. because there's so much magic in stripping away the clutter, especially when you're in pain and you're in yeah. trauma, um, that becomes a void for a lot of us adding mm-hmm. more stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it just became this blog where I started to explore what it would feel like to be open about my journey and mm-hmm. other people started relating and that felt really good. So I just kept going and it's, you know, as humans, we're always evolving and I've become obviously more spiritual throughout the last Mm -hmm. six years and I've been sharing that journey um I've gotten very like meditation and mindfulness has saved me that's truly what has saved my life honestly because yeah I reached this point where I was like I'm either gonna drown in this Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna make something beautiful out of this and Mm -hmm. I think with grief grief therapy writing and you know really tapping into mindfulness and self-awareness I'm I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely someone who can still feel all of the joy, even though I've dealt with trauma. 
Yeah. Um, and that's not an easy feat. And I feel that for people. And so mm-hmm. my goal is just to be able to help people along the way, however I can. Yeah. I mean, so. you've, you've turned yourself into this incredible resource, like mm. not like, I mean, I'll start first how, when you were mentioning being an entrepreneur, like, I think that's like an important insight to share and to like highlight before we get back into the rest of it is mm-hmm. the fact that like, you've figured out how to like keep the steady income and like the freak making the frequency more, more balanced. Like that took time and it took trial and error and it took you figuring out which seasons work and which type of jobs you like to get. Mm -hmm. So like that doesn't just like you start your, your journey as an entrepreneur and you have that answer and you like, move on. like that took time. And and I think it's an important reminder for people that like to give yourself that time to be patient and to just always know that it's going to end up there, but it's going to take you trusting and figuring it out and trying. Mm -hmm. Um, And not every year will be the same. There are some years where you're going to be like, oh, can we swear on here or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, where you're just like, I fucked up. Like that was just, I can't do that again. Like I've had some grueling lessons with growing this business and trying to keep and when I say this business, I mean mostly photography because the mm-hmm. Com Collective doesn't really bring in that much income, which right. I don't mind. Um, yeah, but that's what it's for. Yeah, and if it does, great. If it doesn't, great because mm-hmm. I'm doing it for me and other people first and mm-hmm. foremost. But anyway, so yeah, I just think, you know, I'm in almost year 10 and yeah. I'm still like, okay, how can I how can I make it even more streamlined or right. – realizing like oh I did way too much of that I'm so burnt out now Mm -hmm. next year how can I how can I ease that a little bit more so that I don't hit this like burnout place 10 years in yeah I remember like I I think this was a conversation that you and I had about the fact that like you were traveling so much with like the Mm -hmm. wedding photography which Mm -hmm. to the to an outsider is like holy shit that's like the fucking life like you get to travel to all these exotic places Mm -hmm. you take these gorgeous photos so it even looks more beautiful and more Mm -hmm. scenic and then on the other side of it you don't realize like that is burning you out that is Mm -hmm. making that person like really tired and you had to like recalibrate and and you have and you've and just like it's just like seasons of life. Like right now, the way it is, is steady and it works. And then if things change next year and Mm -hmm. your life looks different, your work has Mm -hmm. to look different and people have to go into it knowing that, that that's okay, that it's going to change. That's part of it. Exactly. And I like, I know what travel does to me. It's really Mm -hmm. jarring on my adrenals and Mm -hmm. um, being out of my routine is really hard for me. Um, And so it's not that I say no, it's more like I take I've gotten really into only taking work that makes me expand and not contract. Like I, right. I really listen to my body when something comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's any sort of contraction, I'm like, okay, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, is that fear? Is that because it's really not the right thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I could give like any entrepreneur a piece of advice, it would be really tune into your body because your mm-hmm. body knows what's best. Mm-hmm. Um and that can really save you from burnout because burnout's scary. Burnout isn't just like, oh, I need to like sleep for a week. You no. can actually start to detach from your job. And that's so yeah. sad. It's like debilitating. Like, yes. Because photography is like my passion. It's mm-hmm. my passion, but it's also my job. So I have to right. be very protective of yeah, keeping that, it as such. That advice is so important because it's it's it involves practice, like to be yeah. able to tune into your body and understand what it's telling you takes Mm -hmm. you like being dedicated to practice 
understanding mm-hmm. what those signs are mm-hmm. and then listening to them and then honoring them and, and all mm-hmm. of that. It's like your life's work. It's our yeah. life's work as humans is like understanding what, what our bodies are telling us because they yeah. know so much. So and setting boundaries. Really yeah. You know, setting boundaries, boundaries are everything. I'd love for you mm-hmm. to talk to us more about that because like I know that oh, you, yeah. you're really, really good about like the I don't know if there's like terms or whatever, but like there's minimalism and essentialism Mm -hmm. and decluttering and, and all like mindful living, intentional living, all of that's this like umbrella. But Mm -hmm. I think the core of that is this boundary setting and like what you accept into your life and what you make sure to remove from your life. Like how, what are some tips about that? Or like, how do you manage that yourself to to be as successful as you are with it? Cause you seem Mm. to really be doing it right. Um, well, thank you for saying that. I mean, I think as humans, we're always like, am I? But like, yeah, yeah, I I have. Yeah. And I should give myself a little bit more credit Mm -hmm. because I have put a lot of work into it. Um, it's tricky, you know, like, let's even talk about like relationships, Mm -hmm. like decluttering those toxic relationships because they're not serving you and they're not in alignment with your boundaries. Like I had a really hard time with that where I've had to, distance myself from people Mm -hmm. and just let those pieces lie. Mm -hmm. And, um, the proof is in the pudding where life, it's like that feeling of like, when you release someone and you're like, Oh, it's that expand contract. Yeah. Like I've never done it to where I was like, Oh, I'm contracting. That was the wrong thing to do. Right. Every time that I've released a toxic relationship and toxic is a big word it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean that that person was horrible Mm -hmm. it just means they really weren't serving you um and I've always felt that like (sighs) Mm -hmm. you know that release of like wow that feels better yeah um and then I think as far as oh even like boundaries within work like I have something that's stuck on my wall like in my office area Mm -hmm. that lists out my boundaries and this sounds really silly but like mornings for me are so sacred between like yeah seven and ten I am like this is where I read this is where I journal this is where I meditate because my mom it makes me smile because my mom is like oh my gosh you are such your father's daughter because my dad (laughs) always needed at least one hour Mm -hmm. of stillness you know um And that's really embedded in who I am. And so I get a lot of offers for work where it's like, cool, can you be here at eight? And I'm like, no, I have to say no. I have to serve myself first. I love that. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they're like, great. What time works for you? But as a society, we think, especially as small, as small business owners, we're like, I have to do it. Otherwise I'm not going to get that money. Yep. You know what? The thing is, is that like, if you're giving up your boundary and you're doing things that make you feel resentful, you might think that you're like kicking ass at like the job that you're doing, but you're actually withholding a bit of your service. You know, when there's like resentment energy fizzling into your creative process, mm -mm. that's why like, I won't write posts for anyone that wants me to sponsor them. If I'm not truly jazzed about it mm-hmm. um because people can feel that people feel our bullshit oh my god and I just yeah. don't want to go through the world like that anymore mm-hmm. I, I can't say that I didn't ever do that right course, we've all been in yeah. at some point especially when you're trying to get off the ground and build this business like yeah. you know so I just think with anything like I'm in a season of sort of dating right now and like mm-hmm. those boundaries are so real like good you know what I mean? Like there are, 
there are times where I feel like I have to say yes to any date that comes along yeah. with someone who's intriguing. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, well I need to put myself out there where yeah. now I'm more in a season of like, well, first of all, do you check my manifestation list? Mm-hmm. Like, are you on the, do you have everything on my list that I know so far? Mm-hmm. Um, that might sound crazy, but that's another mm-hmm. really important sound. <laughs> totally. Like, I don't know. It's, it's been a journey. And you know, the thing, the thing is for anyone listening is that it's important to recognize that your boundaries are always going to shift. You could create them on Monday and then wake up on Friday and be like, that's not correct for me. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. or, um, kind of look at one and just be like, I need to expand on that a little bit more or add to it, you know? Yeah. I just think it a little more. Like, yes, why did I, I set that for myself? Yes. I love that phrase of unpacking. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like life is a series of just like unpacking moments, honestly. Yeah. Um, and day. so the minute that people think that someone has it figured out, like, remember that they are literally unpacking yeah. probably every day. Um, they still are. We all still are. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like we're sitting so here and sense. we're talking about this and I'm, you know, I was working on a blog post this morning for a company that I really, really like. And I thought to myself, like, I'm so thankful that I asked to be paid for this Mm -hmm. because that was a boundary that I set recently where I was like, no, I need to be in my worth. Like I'm taking the time out of my day Mm -hmm. um, where I could be doing a lot of other things Mm -hmm. to support this company and like they should support me in return. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, too, once we start stepping into our worth a little bit more, following through on those boundaries become a lot easier. And when you, when you see that people will show up for you, right. not, all, not all, but then you don't want to be around those people anyway. You don't want to affiliate yourself with those people. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think that's been like my biggest thing is tapping, like combining the two, tapping into my worth and, and setting my boundaries. Yeah. I, like you can have one without the other. No, I, I, I love that. I, I don't know if I mentioned this on another episode, but I'll bring it up again because it fits. But there was, I was listening to Brene Brown talk about um, Ugh, compassion and yeah. she, she's great. And I, I think I made me mention this, but I'll, whatever, I'll say it again. So the, the, she did a study about compassion and she found that the people with them who are the most compassionate are people who set the strictest boundaries mm. for themselves. Because mm-hmm. if you know what you allow to come into your realm and to affect mm-hmm. you and everything like, and you, you don't let it, then you can show up as this ultra totally. compassionate person who can give and give and mm-hmm. give. But if you're constantly inviting toxicity and allowing that into your life, you're just drained and you can't be mm-hmm. anything. You can't be the best version of yourself. So mm-hmm. it's this, and like you said, with the, that it changes like day by day, it, that's been my biggest shift lately is just admitting, reminding that it's this like constant process. It's our daily Mm -hmm. job. Like that's my number one full-time job is like checking in every day, Mm -hmm. whether it's in the morning or whatever, and saying like, what matters to me today? What's the priority? Mm -hmm. Where, where am I at? What am I caring about? And just the daily unpacking, like Mm -hmm. that practice is so important. I'm sure. Is that, would you mind like telling us what your morning routine ritual looks like is there any sort of like unpacking journaling what is what is going on there um do you mind can I touch on something that you said really quick Mm -hmm. I think this is really important too so when you were talking about the Brene Brown thing and then I'll answer the morning routine question oh um it reminded me so one of my best friends she's like basically my sister her name is Mm -hmm. Kate um Mm -hmm. 
she is such an expander for me when it comes to setting boundaries. And Mm. I want to share like a really quick example, because I think this is really important for people to hear is that also we were talking about setting boundaries, like you kind of have to do that on a whim throughout your day too. And here's, here's an example of like, I went to go visit Kate and I was setting up my flight times and I was in Denver first and then I was going to Boulder and I said, Hey, my flight leaves at this time. Um, when I leave you, can you bring me to the airport? And she was like, I love you so much. I think that goes without saying, mm-hmm. but that just really feels like a lot for me right now. Cause it's like an hour plus yeah. to take me there and then back. And she was like, she runs her own business as well. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm so happy to take you to the bus and to make sure you get on the bus comfortably. Um, but I'm just not going to be able to do the two hour road trip. And I mm-hmm. thought to myself, holy shit, how cool, like, it made me respect her so much because I also, you have to kind of know the person. Cause like, I knew that Kate would take me if that felt good, Yeah, yeah. but I just respected her so much for being like, look, you're one of my best friends, but no, that doesn't serve me right now. I can't do that. And it's also not her responsibility. I'm a grown adult. If she wanted to take me great. But the fact that she was like open enough and had like the boundaries, I know that's such like a small example, but like, I think says, Ton. Yeah, it says yeah. a ton. And I think we need to remember that as humans that like, and I'm a perfect example of someone who really honors her and respects her. And I mm-hmm. didn't look at that and go like, what the hell? Like right. that makes her a bad friend. Instead, I'm like, right. no, that makes her like a solid human being. Exactly. And because she didn't try to people please, mm-hmm. right? She was able to show up fully for all of her clients that she had that day mm-hmm. because she gave herself that space to be mm-hmm. like, I'm not taking that two hour road trip or whatever. Right. And I just thought that that was a really cool example of like, um, you know, really tapping in on a daily basis when things come up, because we're yeah. going to be challenged every day, every right. single day to make choices for ourselves. Um, and yeah. family and friends can be the hardest. Strangers can be easy to set boundaries with family and friends. Yeah. It's yeah. A whole other ball game. It's hard. It's so, it's so true. And it yeah. really comes down to like, priorities I feel like Mm -hmm. in that moment her priority was work and what she was Mm -hmm. scheduling and what she had going on but like in another season or in another week or whatever maybe her priority was quality time with her best friend and like her Mm -hmm. whole week was scheduled around making sure she spent all that time with you so that two-hour road trip would have served you because she would have gotten extra time with you like it just Mm -hmm. depends on what's going on and to your point like if you were the type of person who said like, wow, what a shitty friend, like, fuck you. That's not someone Kate needs in her life. (laughs) Exactly. That's all it is. And that means that I have work to do. Yeah. And it's not her job to do that work for you. No. That's it. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to touch on that. I I thought that. that was, that's an important reminder for everybody about like when other people are enforcing their boundaries, it's about them. It's not about you. And remembering mm-hmm. that and using, mm-hmm. and if you've ever feel that tinge of like, oh, well, fuck you for doing that, check in with yourself and be like, are you maybe a 100%. little jealous that you don't have stronger boundaries and you don't know how uh-huh. to do that? That's what yes. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. You like nailed it on the head. Yeah. Honestly, any trigger that comes up like that, it's a mirror mm-hmm. where we need to like take a second to be like, why does that bother me so much? Yeah. Because truly nothing really is about you. Nope. You know, so yeah, I love that. Very okay, cool. anyway. <laughs> okay. So back to morning, your morning routine. routine. I'd love to hear yes. what yours looks like because it sounds Ugh. so 
like sacred and I love that you honor mm-hmm. it so much. Like when I asked you to do the mm-hmm. podcast, you told me like my, I'm only free at, at 10 AM or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'll make it work. And yeah. I want to know what it, what it looks like. Yeah. So again, it's not always perfect. Um, there are days where I don't even want to do it, mm-hmm. but it's almost like muscle memory for right. me where it's like, I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been kind of waking up at different times recently, but usually it's between like seven and eight. Ooh, that sounds nice. Um, <laughs> you're like kids. What does that feel like? <laughs> um, yeah, between seven and eight, and I'll wake up and I just like go make coffee. I'm trying to not wean myself off of coffee, but mm-hmm. my adrenal fatigue is pretty bad right now. Mm. So just having like a cup. Um, so I'll make my coffee and then I'll bring it usually back to bed. Um, and I'll just free journal. So like, I will just brain dump anything that came up in my dreams, how I'm feeling, um, what I want from the day, what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it looks like chicken scratch. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, whoa, I'm writing poetry. Yeah. So I just kind of like let it do its thing. Um, and then it depends. So sometimes I'll do like a guided meditation. Um, sometimes I'll do, I don't know if you're familiar with Lacey Phillips, um, her work. Okay. So she basically does like subconscious, um, reprogramming. Um, cool. so yeah, it's really awesome. I'll send you the information if you want to look into it mm-hmm. and maybe add it to the show links for people who mm-hmm. are interested, but Please. it's been really powerful. Yeah. I've been doing it for on and off for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes I'll do that. Um, and then I always try and read for like 30 minutes. Oh, I love um, I read a lot of like, um, spiritual but like you know Deepak Chopra Mm -hmm. and Brene Brown like for example um kind of sets my mind right for the day Mm -hmm. and then I usually try and go to bar or do some sort of workout Mm, okay yeah so I'm usually ready to go for the day it sounds kind of funny but by noon Mm -hmm. um is when I start working um and like I try to schedule shoots after 12 and I'm writing after 12 um but I'm a projector in human design. And so Same. I just found that out. Ah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I just started I love learning that. about it. Projectors unite. We're yeah. pretty, we're a little rare. Yeah. So that's oh, fun. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I've, you know, it took me a while to really sink my teeth into it because it felt a little rigid at first where I was like, well, there's all these, all these constrictions. But mm-hmm. then the more that I leaned into it, I was like, wait, but that feels so energetically yeah. correct. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I get a lot of sleep. Like I sleep like nine hours a day or nine hours a night. And then I usually only work from like 12 to four. Mm -hmm. I usually only work four hours a day because after that I'm fatigued. Yeah. Like everything just kind of goes downhill. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much my, my morning routine. It's journaling, it's writing, it's doing some self-awareness work and just sitting still for a little bit. I love it. I want to use this as motivation to like maybe get a little stricter and put my boundaries up in terms of like Mm. rituals and things like that. I was somebody who like my morning was that time. And now with my baby, like I don't have that anymore. And it's just, Mm. I have to reevaluate and say like, where can I put that ritual Mm. like in my day? Yeah. Um, Like make one with her. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, we definitely like, it's just like everything is like kind of shifting and there's this like transitional time that I'm, Mm. I'm starting to like, be able to be like okay I can like take this part of my life and move it over here and yeah there's there's just a lot of like mental gymnastics involved but I 100 as long as you have like those tools I think that's also really important mm-hmm. like 
knowing like what works for you, like whether it's meditation, journaling, um, running, like there's, there's tools that work for, for different people. And as long as you have like that toolkit available to you, you can like put it wherever it is in, in that season of life or use different parts of it. Like some things Mm -hmm. work at, you know, certain points of life and some don't. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be running right now. Like it has nothing to do with me. I hate the idea of running, but there was a time in my life where like I had to run every morning and it made me feel great. Yeah. Things change. They flow. Yep. And honestly, like even with partnership and being in relationship and Mm -hmm. stuff, I have a little bit of anxiety is a strong word, but I have a little bit of anxiety of that. Like even the thought of Mm. being with somebody again now that I've like ha- I've been so independent yeah. for like a year now to where I'm like oh what is that gonna look like and I need to not yeah put so much pressure on that yeah. but I'm like oh that's gonna be interesting yeah. having to like shift shift this sacred morning mm-hmm. ritual that I have now and be like how do I how does someone else get involved in that you know like yeah it's just I get it's, a little it's all about like unattachment I think yeah we, it, that's what true. it is like not being too attached to the rigid rigidity of mm-hmm. the practice yeah. and just remembering that you have the tools at your disposal and you can mm-hmm. use them and yeah, that's an important reminder too. Cause like, yeah, um, whether it's getting a boyfriend or whatever else comes your way, like your life yeah. isn't going to look like this for much longer. And you know, it's going to no. change. You've, you've accepted that change is happening anyway. So yep. uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. I'm very mm. curious to see how you incorporate this lifestyle into and like how you incorporate social media into this lifestyle so like how Mm. are there boundaries set around it your work (laughs) involves you showing up online and creating content for the internet like what has that experience been like with you because you know the idea of the internet itself is just noise and flash and clutter and and everything that is not what your life really looks like so I'd love to know know how you navigate it um that's a perfectly timed question because I've been having a lot of ugh, feelings around <laughs> social media. Oh, okay. um, but I mean, let me start by saying that I love it and I think it's a beautiful tool and I think it's all about Agreed. how you use it. Do mm-hmm. you use it for good or do you use it a, because you think that you have to, right. or because you, um, you know, are using it to spread hate or right. whatever. Agreed. My thing is that I am there to relate. Mm-hmm plain and simple. I'm there to relate and to hold space. Um, I really have stopped using it as a look at me tool. Right. And more so of um, kind of like what I said when I started the blog where I was like, I have to writing. I just have to write. I have Mm -hmm. to write. I've told my mom before. My mom has said like, don't you ever get a little worried about like not having, not being private. And I said, mom, I am the type of person. I'm the type of human. If I don't share what's the point? Yeah. Like that's just embedded in myself. Mm. Like I'm here to share. I know I like, that that's part of chills. my purpose. I agree so yeah. deep in my soul yeah. with that. <laughs> and see if you are, if you are a sharer by nature, yeah. you get it. Like yeah. you're just like, Oh, I understand. You have to, Whereas, it's this like, yeah. it's like there's a more morbid thing. Like you like, I yeah. ha- like I always thought of it just the fact that I'm like a writer, but you also said you're a writer by nature as well. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to do it like whatever mm-hmm. whatever is going on in my life whatever's happened whatever trauma whatever nasty dark mm-hmm. things I just like rip my guts mm-hmm. out and throw it out there and I'm like you all mm-hmm. need this like mm-hmm. take it <laughs> do something yeah you can't help and, it yeah and you know like I think the thing for me with writing was that I was always getting stuck of being like 
is this my story to share? And I'm like, yes, of course it's my mm-hmm. story to share, but it's about how you share it. Like, yeah. oh, my last heartbreak. I'm like, I don't need to like use his name. I don't right. need to like have the, and that's good writing. And mm-hmm. I think that's honest writing is when you're writing about your journey. You're not yep. having to like bring someone else's in there. So love that. Yeah. I think for me, it's just become this, t- another place for me to share mm-hmm. and to hopefully relate with people. And it's been really cool because I only have, and I honestly don't really, there are days where I care about followers mm-hmm. or, and, but when I care about followers, I'm more like, ah, oh, I just want to grow this community. Yeah. Like I just want to help people. That's truly like, I totally get that hand to universe. That's how I feel. Yeah. I'm not, I like, want more people oh, to see what I'm doing because I, I feel like it would serve so, so many people and they're not yeah. getting it. And, and I don't know how I to get to meet, it to them. Yeah. And I want to meet more people who, who feel the same. Yeah. Like, um, and so I think for me, that's where the frustration comes in. And then, but then I don't care if like, I mean, the Instagram algorithm is just so hard to keep up with these days yeah. that like, I'll post something and one will get like hundreds of likes and then the next one will get like 47. Yeah. And I look at it and I just laugh. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I don't care Yeah, perfect. because like, I feel lighter for getting it out. Yeah. So like, it just doesn't, I don't know. And I'll have those like ego flare ups where I'm like, oh my God, if somebody looked at my page, they'd be like, oh, she got 47 likes on that. Mm. And I'm just like, you know what? I surrender. Yeah. I just don't care. Um, so for me, I really only try and post when it feels good. I don't pay attention to like the right times to post. Same. I truly feel like your audience will find you mm. as long as you just keep putting in the authentic energy that like you need to release into the world and not doing it from a place of like, Oh, I haven't posted in two days. Hmm. I haven't posted a picture of my apartment in a while. I should do that. Cause that gets a lot of like, no, I just like, can't very good live like that mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And I think it might not be growing my platform at like an all time speedy rate, mm-hmm. but I feel so good. Yeah. Like I feel centered and I feel grounded and I feel authentic. And I think at the end of the day, that's what matters and that's what leads people to you in an organic fashion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're growing a business, I wouldn't say don't not post for like two weeks, right. but like just listen to yourself, yeah. you know, kind of what we were talking about before. Like the boundaries for me are pretty easy. I don't follow people that make me contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I even mute certain friends on there who I love and want to support and I will look for them when I'm ready to like, yeah, but I'm very impressionable. And so when I go through Instagram, I need to be like inspired. Yeah. So a lot of my stuff is like spiritual or on mindfulness and simplicity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on brand. Um, yeah, it's on <laughs> brand, you know? And like, yes, of course, I have all of my friends on there too who I love, love, love. And, you know, I eat them up and show them love whenever I can. Um, but I also just don't really do the mindless scrolling anymore yeah. either I, I'm there to like share what I want I'll look at a few people that make me feel good every day mm-hmm. and then I'm out yeah you know That's and I do good. that a few times a day yeah I think it's so the comparison is terrifying yeah it can swallow you whole and it can be happening even if you don't realize yeah. it you know you've really so, got to check in with yourself if you're somebody yeah. who's like creating content for the internet mm-hmm. like you need to check in oh my with God. yourself every day that's something Be that I'm careful. starting to practice 
because I was mm-hmm. someone who like jumped on here and started to try doing this thing. And I was learning from other people because I was in a community of like coaches and teachers and educators. So I was learning from them and then just like mimicking them and just trying on all these different outfits and figuring out what worked. And then it, it came to the point where I'm realizing now it's like, yeah, just posting what mm-hmm. you want to post, what you feel good about and whether it's the yeah. right time or, or whatever. And, and to the point of like someone who, you know, if you are trying and you want a business and you need whatever, like a platform and things like that, there are ways to be consistent and still mm-hmm. in your lane and in your truth and like staying mm-hmm. true to yourself. So it's just mm-hmm. that constant check-in of like, is this coming from the right place? Am mm-hmm. I saying this because it, it's meaningful, it's valuable to the people hearing it? Or I'm saying it because I saw someone else say it and they got 100 likes right. or whatever. Right, um, exactly. That check-in process is crucial, I think. Yeah. And I also just think too, like, I'm really grateful for the audience that I do have and like the people who do stick around because like, I think they just under, they've come to understand me. Like they know that it's not a lack of consistency. And I think this is important to say, because Mm -hmm. if you're starting a business or something, especially if it's online, photography is a little bit different because like consistency isn't really a problem if you're constantly shooting. Yeah. But, um, I think with like the con collective, for instance, Mm -hmm with my newsletter, with my blog and with my podcast, I have all three. I love all three. Um, But I think that they've come to understand that it's not a lack of consistency. It's authentic communicating. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not showing up, it's because I am either a not in the right headspace, B don't really have much to offer Mm -hmm. at the time. And I'm not going to just like shoot the shit Mm -hmm. and like blow smoke up your ass. Like if I'm going to write something, I want it to be, impactful and real and coming from a place of like I have something to offer for sure um and it's not like a it's not a form of laziness or I don't care it's and you know you have to surrender to that that notion of like consistency is somewhat important sure but it's not everything no Um, it's quality control like it's it's low quality when you're just doing it to do it like that is so well said. It's literally, it's, it's the quality over quantity. Yeah. And you know, if I'm posting every day, five days a week and it's quality content, mm-hmm. like good for me, I will pat myself on the mm-hmm. back. That's a really good run. Mm-hmm. But the next week I could be like, I have nothing. Exactly. I'm depleted. Exactly. You know, and I've just given myself that room. And again, it comes back to like your audience will find you, your audience will understand you and they won't punish you mm-hmm. for needing to fall silent. If anything, it's, a remind I hope it's a reminder to people who follow me of like giving them permission as well to step back if they need to and you know life just isn't that serious it isn't intended to be so rigid back to that word it isn't intended to be on like this schedule it's intended to be like lived and to be felt and um I think the intuition is such a beautiful part of that puzzle. It's the biggest part of that puzzle. So I just try and listen as much as I can. Yeah. Life is to be lived. I love that. I love yeah. that. That was like, I invited you to do that detox social media thing, which you'll do. Yeah. When you're, so when you're good. Ready. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but- For everyone listening, it was just because I'm about to launch a decluttering course. And yeah. so I was like, Oh, I kind of need my people to be online. Yeah. I don't want to encourage them to go off, but yeah. I love the idea. Thank you. Yeah. It's and I'm going to so be, I'll, I, I know I'm going to be doing it more and I'll leave it up, I think. But yeah. So, but that was like one of the things I think <laughs> that one of the, like my um, ways to like encourage people to do that is using this example that like, yes. if you just like 
take yourself out of the matrix for a minute and just like get Mm -hmm. back to like this like this real Mm -hmm. human interaction like like this tangible feeling like get back in it then you Mm -hmm. can remember like oh like this is what it is to be a person this is who I am as like a person with flesh and like I feel like we're all just so detached from it when we're constantly Mm -hmm. plugged in and I really wanted to like nudge people in the direction I guess of yeah just live in life like you don't need to be plugged in all the time like the internet's gonna be there it's not going and you're yeah that's so true and your guideline to like your guidebook for it was really great too because this is something that I also do is that I will when it feels correct Mm -hmm. plan stuff out Mm -hmm. if I know like if I have this burst of inspiration and I've written some poems or I've had these thoughts I'm like you know what it feels authentic and correct for me right now to plan all of this out mm-hmm. so that I can share this with the world and not have to feel so attached to my phone. Right. Cause that does not feel correct. Mm-hmm. So like using those planning tools, I think is beautiful. And mm-hmm. also for me, Instagram, I really like stories yeah. that feels more like this. Mm-hmm. That feels more like that communication. So if, God, if Instagram was just stories, I would be all about it. Yeah. Essentially that's Snapchat, right? But, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but it's different, yeah. Yeah. And so that's where I feel more drawn to that platform. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess because it just feels like more real life, but again, the same thing for stories. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't feel like sharing my life right now. Yeah. I just, I want to go in and like, that's okay. Yeah. I feel that too. Yeah. Like I I built this, the, the detox thing and I shared it yesterday because like it was done and I wanted to talk about it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't want, but I knew that I needed to like do like a face-to-face video talk about it too, but I just wasn't ready to, but I was like, here, guys, mm-hmm. like, I made this thing. You could check it out. But, like, I'm not ready to, like, talk to you about it yet. So I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. Yeah. But for yeah. now, just, like, check it out. And and people yeah. did. And it's just – it's remembering that there's just other people on the other side of it. Like, you're just talking to other people. Remember that. Yeah. It's, we're all just – nobody's yeah. got it figured out. Nobody's – Nobody. Nobody's I love that. It. I always try and remind myself of that, of, like, I'm not alone in that. Everyone's no. just, like, doing the best they can. It's and- everyone. And it's not just, like, everyone, like, in your circle. It's the world. Everyone. Like, every human everyone. is yeah. just looking at the other person being, like, how did that person get it figured out? But, like, no. Uh-huh. It's They not. don't. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah. I don't want to end before you, like, remind us all, like, where we can find you and stuff. Yeah. Um, so before we get going, I would love for – well, first I will say – Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you to like take the time and I do value your time and I know you do as well. So thank you and everything you've offered is so valuable. I can't wait to share it. And I would love for everybody to know where to follow you because I'm going to encourage them to because you you Uh, put out great stuff. I love your content. Thank you. Thanks. Um, Well, photography just pictures mostly but that's um instagram's probably the best place it's underscore cassandra photo mm-hmm. and then the comp collective which we've talked about a lot is um the comp collective.com and then my instagram is the comp collective underscore mm-hmm. and then i have a podcast yes as well um, i love it comp I love collective. yeah such, thank you such so valuable much. little like insights and tips and ideas about mindfulness living and mm, I really it's such it. a healing platform isn't it to podcast I, love I just it. I never I think being a writer I never thought that like speaking would yeah. feel so good but man I just ugh, is that your puppy yum. I love him it's oh yeah <laughs> <Jasper>. <laughs> yeah oh my god um but yeah so that's where you can find me um Great. thank you so much for asking really oh it's, it's an honor and I'm really proud of all the stuff that you've been doing I mean since day one you've always had like 
such a brilliant inspirational mind so I'm really excited thank that, you. You're, wow. that you're back and doing your thing thank yeah you. yeah I would I would love to see you in person one day if you're oh ever back in this neck of the woods I would love yes. to see you I'll let you know thank you that'll be great all right mama well have a good rest of your day enjoy your your Thanks. work day and thank you again I'll talk to you soon bye, bye. So there you have it, my interview with Lauren. I really hope that there was some good golden nuggets in there for you guys to take away. I really do appreciate you showing up here week after week, and I hope that these influx of episodes have been just a little bit of a relief um, for you as much as they have been for me to record them during this time of coronavirus and really taking time to take really good care of ourselves and each other. So Again, thank you so much for being here. If you have just 30 seconds, would you mind heading over to iTunes really quick and leaving a five-star rating and review? It's honestly so, so helpful when you do this. It helps the podcast to grow organically and to just get in the laps of the people who need it. So I'd really, really appreciate that if you don't mind. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.